Hi there, and welcome to this week's edition of Tellich Talks. This week we are talking to Sonny Johnson, the head basketball coach at Garfield Heights High School in suburban Cleveland. And Sonny has been at the school for about 15 years now. He is a former Mr. Basketball Award winner in the state of Ohio. He was just a phenomenal high school basketball player. His career predated LeBron James's by about four years here in Northeast Ohio. So they have a history as well. And now Sonny is bringing along his nephew, his son, and so many other young basketball players here in Northeast Ohio and in the state of Ohio. So I thought it would be a great opportunity to sit down and chat with Sonny, how his career is going, what his life goals are, and some of his philosophies on coaching and also working with young people. Plus, he's got a great deal of faith embedded within him as well. Sonny Johnson, here he is on Tellich Talks. Sonny, welcome. Uh, great to have you on with me today. You are really one of the big figures in, in high school basketball, just basketball in general here in Northeast Ohio. And I'm interested to get into your story. You've been here 15 years yeah. at Garfield Heights High School, but we remember you as, as a high school player, as a, as a talented kid. What was it like as you were, you know, starting up the ranks? Uh, well, it was exciting, you know, just coming in, really not knowing much, just trying to play hard and and, and compete and, you know, trying to win basketball games. So uh, it was exciting. Uh, it's nothing like high school basketball. So it's always a good time. So you grew up in this area. You, you know, you starred in basketball here in Northeast Ohio. What was that like? Uh, it was it was fun. You know, back in those days, you had uh, a lot of great players. Uh, playing Shake was pretty good. You know, Cleveland Heights was always good with J.R. Brimmer and those guys who's coaching now. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of good talent. So the competition, St. Ed's was good as, as usual. So the competition was always exciting and the players were pretty elite. What did you want to do when you were uh, that age? Did you have any idea that you'd one day be a coach? <laughs> Not at all. You know, everybody's dream. Everybody thinks they're their first round NBA draft pick. <laughs> And they're going to the NBA, so that was my dream was to play in the NBA, uh, if not overseas. But, um, you know, getting in a car accident at the time, my senior year, uh, you know, having to have surgery, uh, it was nothing else better to do than to come back and work with kids. And did you get a sense as you were growing up that, you know, this was more of a comfortable thing that you could do? Like you were a high school player, maybe you were mentoring some kids that were younger than you in, in, in you know, coming up the ranks, if you will? Well, not really. I, You know, what happened was I just started, uh, after I had surgery from the car accident I was in uh, on my knee, I started trying to rehab to get back to uh, play basketball again. So I started coming up to the high school and working out with some of the younger guys. And, um, but my wife got, we already had a, a younger one, uh, I think it was like eight months old, Sonny was, but she got pregnant again. So I wasn't going to take two little kids overseas. So the next thing uh, I wanted to do was uh, be in young kids' lives and try to do the best I can impact in their lives. Who were some of your big influences when you were younger? Uh, influenced my dad as always, my, my mom as well. Um, you know, God is first and foremost of everything in my life. Um, and some of the coaches I really looked up to, um, I think it was Capaletti over Coach at Cap. Coach Cap was a legend to me. Uh, Coach Watson at Shaker, uh, those guys were legends. Uh, Coach Drew Joyce, I mean, he was one of the guys. Those guys have been winning a, a long time. So those are a few guys I started, uh, you know, looking up to. And 
you saw something in them that what intrigued you? Uh, just the fact that, you know, they built a program and they brought pride to their communities because that's very hard to do. You know, Catholic schools are able to get kids to come from other places, but the pride in the, that they had in their own communities uh, for most of really Cleveland Heights and, and, and uh, Shaker Heights, uh, I want to be a part of something like that. Let's get back to your play in high school. Obviously, you had tremendous talent mm -hmm. and you got tons of awards, mm -hmm. the biggest kind of award that you can get around here. Mm -hmm. Um, what were you thinking of long term, just as a high school senior that you know was doing well? Well, you know, winning the Mr. Basketball Award yeah. is something special, and I, you know, God bless me to be able to do that. And um, you know, the other awards I got, they were they, all awards are, are good, but my main thing was trying to win basketball games, and you know, and try to be a good teammate. And um, you know, when when you're doing things like that, good things happen. Now, when we were chatting before we, we started rolling here, um, you were talking about when you were in, in high school. I mean, you 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 know how to score, you could mm -hmm. rebound, but the intricacies of the game, you, it wasn't something that you were even worried about no, or no. thinking about. No, not at all. You know, I learned more because I knew I had a gift in scoring. I knew I had a gift in rebounding, but learning how I was able to do what I did, like how when the defense react to certain things, what plays to make, um, what passes I, sh I should have made. That's all things I've learned now and trying to, uh, you know, put that into the kids here at Garfield Heights or any kid I end up coaching, uh, just to all the aspects of the game and just being a good all-around player. Sonny, uh, what was it like with, uh, with schools looking at you uh, when you were, you know, you're Mr. Basketball, obviously there was a lot of attention. How did you handle that process? What was that like? <laughs> well, being from Ohio, I really didn't know much. It's so funny because, you know, all I knew was, uh, was playing basketball with, uh, you know, in the backyard or then I start playing, you know, ball at rec centers and things like that. And then you know, I really just knew about like Cleveland State, honestly, and Ohio yeah. State, maybe Xavier, but in Cincinnati, I love Cincinnati growing up. That's when Huggins had had it okay. really going. Um, but I really didn't know too much about basketball. I just really wanted to uh, go to a college, honestly, in Ohio. Okay, and how did you settle on uh, CSU? What was the process? Well, I didn't know the levels either. I, it's kind of, you know, I didn't have the people educating me on like the levels of play. Nothing was wrong with Cleveland State, but they wasn't like Cincinnati or, or Ohio State, which I always wanted to go to Ohio State too. But um, I, I picked Cleveland State because they signed Jamal Harris and Theo Dixon, okay. who I consider elite stars and at Cleveland Heights and just won a state championship. And I thought uh, if we went down there together, we can do some magical things at Cleveland State. What was it like um, to be a bigger recruit but in, you know, this is 20 some years ago mm -hmm. versus how it is today. We know with social media oh. and with the, all the different uh, scouting uh, programs and, and, and rankings and, and that type of stuff. Oh, it's major. I think it was probably only one person I really, really know know that was doing it really big in, in Ohio, and that was John Stovall, who's working with ESPN right now. Um, so, I mean, the technology of how things go right now, I mean, you have multiple scouting services out there right now, uh, from High Major Who, from NEO Spotlight, from Prep Hoops Ohio. You know, it's just so many major services to give, honestly kids uh, and college coaches opinion on kids and really helping I think other kids get into college you know because you know you are getting good feedback and it's very hard to see a lot of the kids that are because mm -hmm. there's so many basketball players out here so I mean it, it would have been unbelievable in my era I yeah. thought. Well you had nobody really out no. there looking at you that knew you 
anybody other than maybe greater Cleveland mm-hmm. than obviously in Ohio since yeah. you won Mr. Mr. Basketball yeah. for the state of Ohio. But it, it wasn't anything beyond the boundaries of the state in many ways. No, you had good people. Eddie Dwyer, uh, good guy. Yeah. I mean, Dick Zunt, uh, yeah. if I'm not Dick. Dick Zunt, Dick, yeah, yeah, Dick Zunt. Those guys were, were great to me, you know. And, um, you know, they, they gave me a lot of notoriety. Uh, they showed me a lot of... A favor, and I, I mean, God blessed them to be able to, you know, show for, not favor like that, but favor where they were able to get my name out there, you know, and 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 see the good I was doing as a player, and let people know, to take notice, take notes of, take notice of how I was playing and what I was doing. So, you know, when you had great reporters like that, it it, it helped me out a lot. I just know it'd be a lot crazier right now, which would be could have would have been really exciting, probably. <laughs> well, nowadays you're part of that. You're a big reason why a lot of kids in North. East Ohio get to get some kind of exposure and you're not afraid to use social media tell me your philosophy on that uh well I love I think um you know it's all about like I, I might have on Instagram for my Neo Youth Elite I probably have close to 60,000 followers on there and and my Twitter maybe maybe 7,000 something but it's about who's following you so if there's any time you can put some good stuff out. I got good people like you follow me. So <laughs> that's not always bad. We got good good people like you follow me. Put get some good good stuff out there, positive stuff out there. Anything out there that can help kids or help our community or help our area. So that's your philosophy oh, in general. Sure. That's no like question. the you know, it's 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 expose as many kids as possible mm-hmm. and at least get them in the pipeline, if you yeah, will, no, for people no. can give give them yeah, And they're no not question. just Garfield Heights kids. Mm-mm. They're kids from all over North I tr- East. I try my best. I try to my best because it's nothing like uh, a scholarship, it's nothing like kids getting opportunities. I don't seem to change too many kids' lives. You know, if I didn't get a scholarship, my parents did not have any money. I know I wouldn't have uh, went to college at all, but I was blessed to do that. So anytime I can try to help somebody else, even if it's not my player, uh, you know, people might talk about the players I put in college from Garfield, but they, as you, you never hear about the other players. But that's not what it's about. It's about helping them regardless mm-hmm. of where they're from, you know, because um, if you can be a blessing, hopefully God looks down on me and, and you know, as he's pleased with what I'm doing. Well, I can also say uh, in my my uh, association with like people like Ted Ginn mm-hmm. over at, at Glenville, yeah. it's not just the Glenville kids that go to Ohio State and mm-hmm. go to the big programs. It's kids that he's seen around the state that maybe he championed. I, I can recall there was a receiver from Toledo area, Dane Sensenbacher. Mm-hmm. He ended up at Ohio State and probably would not have gotten as much of an opportunity if it weren't for someone from another school that well, didn't have uh, a connection mm-hmm. at all to him but no wanted to kind of get the word out there yeah and that's kind of your philosophy oh no question about it you know i talked to coach Gian a lot you mm-hmm. know uh, he's been doing it for a long time he's been helping a lot of kids so uh and he's impacting life he's, he's left an unbelievable legacy and he's continuing to do that right now and um you know it's it's just good to to be able to give back and i think you know learning from guys like coach Gian and, and trying to keep that going i think that's very important Okay, let's go back to college. You, you had a good career at, at Cleveland State University. Mm-hmm. Then what was your mindset following school? Did you think you could play in pro- uh, professional yeah, overseas? Yeah. Or? Mm-hmm. Well, then I transferred. I transferred to Ohio University. Uh, and I went there, and I uh, my goal was to really, when I was leaving Cleveland State, was just to play with my brother. I just wanted to play with my brother. And um, uh, he was at Miami of Ohio. We just wanted to play back together again. And then I, when I, when I, uh, when I put uh, put my name in the transfer portal call, whatever mm-hmm. it's called, uh, I just started getting a lot of phone calls from all type of colleges and telling me what, what how they can use me and what I can do and 
And then that's what made me go head down to Ohio University, and uh, which was a great experience. And what was that like in terms of associating yourself with other teammates and then being trying to be a successful program? At Ohio at University. OU, oh, it was it was fun. It was different. I think I was the only Cleveland guy on the team, so which was a lot different. You know, you got them from Cincinnati, you had them from Cleveland, you had them from Dayton, you had them from different parts. So to come and try to uh, come together uh, and 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 win was uh, and learning different uh, how other kids uh, handle themselves or mm-hmm. you know how their backgrounds was was different. Um, but we, it was done. We we did a good job there. We won some games, but you know it's always growing and learning. So you get out of school and you're thinking, all right, were you thinking immediately, I can be a coach? Where, where did the spark become, or start rather, for you to be a coach? Well, the spark came when, you know, I was rehabbing to, to come back after the surgery I had after getting an accident my senior year. Uh, and I was I was feeling good. I was ready to go overseas. And um, I'm a family guy. My parents taught us nothing but family. And, um, you know, I had one son. Uh, at the time, and then my wife said she is pregnant again. So I just knew there was no way I was going to leave my wife with uh, a 10 month old or a hybrid one year old, and then um, at, with another one on the way. I couldn't be overseas for nine or 10 months uh, mm-hmm. and leave her here. I, I couldn't do that. So that's what changed my approach to, you know, I had to take a different route as far as what I want to do in life. And I think family was more important. Being there for my kids was more important. So um, that's why I decided not to play ball anymore to uh, come and uh, start giving back to the kids. And at first, how good of a coach do you think you actually were? Uh, I thought I was a, a good motivator. Okay. Um, I thought I understood how to uh, get kids to play hard uh, because that's the only thing I, I knew. Um, but, you know, um, I grew far as just just far as studying film a lot, far as talking to other coaches, far as just going to college games, far as going to college practices and, um, you know, and, and help with the background of really like realizing that, you know, my feel for the game wasn't was pretty good as well, but still continuing to learn. So, I mean, that's when I really want to, you know, start coaching and doing good things. And at first, how good do you think you actually were? And then looking back, do you think uh, you had a lot of growing pains? Um, I thought I was a, a pretty good coach that, that was learning um, okay. because I think we started uh, in a tough LEO conference. I think we went 12-9 and nine my first year, and then after that we won like a couple of games. We won like probably 20 games, 20, had a couple of 20-win seasons. So, um, But that, that has to do with a lot of good players too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when you get good players, they always make the coach look good. It's so amazing how good you are, huh? Yeah, I can toot my horn a little bit, but hey. <laughs> I have some good guys playing for me, so I, you know they have a they have have a lot to do with me feeling like I was pretty good at the time. <laughs> so we could say uh, Drew Joyce was a pretty yes, good coach. Yeah, uh, yeah. He happened to have a certain it, it, kid, yes, kid he, play for him. He had a nice player that made him feel pretty good about himself. I can tell you that. Well, you have a relationship with with LeBron. I mean, he's yeah. four years, three, four years mm-hmm. older than him. Yeah. You guys are both Mr. Basketball, though he won three, you won yeah. one. Yeah, that's um, Don't rub it in yeah. on me now. <laughs> He probably could have won four. Yes. <laughs> um, what is that like? Because now he's in the same boat with you in terms of having young kids uh-huh. that are getting into the game of basketball and starting to be really oh, good. Oh, well, it's nothing like it. You know, I'm, I'm, I coach my nephew and I'm coaching my son. Your and, son, yeah. And I know he's enjoying his son playing. And um, 
I, you know, it's a great, it's a great time. You know, uh, LeBron, LeBron, it's so funny. LeBron, me growing up, LeBron used to come to my house. He's really, I was older. I was, I thought I was the big dog. Then you know, I was Mr. Basketball. I used to walk in the house, give him a little nod, and keep moving. <laughs> you know, not really say much to him. You know, you were the big guy yeah, at the time. But yeah, then he, he, he became the big guy real quick. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I remember him coming coming on my house, hanging with my brother a lot. Uh, and, you know, just, you know, even going to church with us a few times, you know. So, I mean, it was great to see him grow. It was great to see what he's doing for Akron. And, uh, you know, it's just rare moments like that in North Ohio, Northeast Ohio that we get special players like that to come around. So it was just great, you know, being around. And the, and the fact that, as you just mentioned, he's not just about basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he's he's obviously becoming a, a great businessman mm-hmm. and is is giving back to the community and that's the essence of what you want to be about you want to be successful mm-hmm. as a coach but you want to turn kids out you want to do something for the community mm-hmm. and make things positive not negative no question what you know I, I always prayed if i was going to be a coach i told god i want to be different you know some people just uh coach basketball games and after the season they go home some people never coaching big time games you know they you know, they, they don't have a high profile program. Yeah. I mean, nothing's wrong with that or sell out crowds. Uh, and some people never, you know, are able to have connections with college coaches. I just always prayed that I was different. And I think, you know, being different is my, my gift God made me able to be able to help others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's more important than anything, any wins. And uh, anything like that, that you know, if I if it comes down to me getting the kid a, a scholarship worth one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for four years and me winning a state championship or getting out of a district, I'd rather take that kid uh, being able to come back and impact a life, getting a scholarship, scholarship and and getting a degree and be able, being able to come back and impact a life. I think that's more important than anything. What's the deal for you, uh, Sonny, when you're you're mentoring a young kid and he's starting to play basketball, but you might see that he's kind of waning. His interest might be not not there, might not not be fully engaged, mm-hmm. might have other things in his life that are yeah. just too much for a kid that age to handle. How do you reach mm-hmm. him? How do you keep him going on the right path? Well, that's 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 a great question because I deal with uh, a lot of that now. Okay. Um, and honestly, I've had a lot of great players here. And my most successful parents, I mean players, uh, had strong father figures in their life. Okay. I mean strong, you know, and, and, and was there. You know, and that goes a lot in there. They were mentally tough. Uh, and some of them, you know, um, were mentally tough as ninth graders because of the impact of their father, having a mother and father in their life and really being there. And some of them, you have to get on to them and they don't catch on to like their junior or senior year. Oh. You know, so it's a big transition. That's one of the biggest things I realized. Uh, and having that, that strong support at home uh, from a parent, I think is more important than anything because I deal with a lot of that. I deal with parents as, that understands the basketball game or don't, that relies on me to do it. Yeah. You know, I, 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 you know I, I deal with a lot of parents that, that are really not, not, not now that really understands the, the ACT, the, the, AC, the, yeah. the test scores, the GPA, the core. It's a lot of people that don't understand that. So I try to be more hands-on with a lot of things I'm doing with our kids now because uh, it is a different time. Um, I'm trying to grow with the time and I'm trying to be more hands-on with the kids I, I'm dealing with now. As much as you use social media to kind of get the word out about some of your kids and what have you, how do you deal with kids that, you know, nowadays all the kids are, their heads are into their phones, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes that's their (laughs) world and not the world itself is their world. So how does Sonny Johnson reach them? How how do you get them, you know, to, to 
kind of get away from that alternate world, if you will, and buckle down and be more about what's here, what's present with them? Well, I can say what I do with my own kids because it's kind of hard to do something with kids yeah. uh, that you're not at home with, like taking their phones or anything like that. Sometimes sure. I just go home and I'll tell my son, Sonny, hey, or my son, Marcus, or my daughter, I'll say, Serena, I'll say, hey, uh, let me get your phones. Daddy, what I do? They go crazy about their phones. I just say I need them for an hour or two. And that's some of the best, uh, that's one of the best things I've ever done because it makes them interact with each other. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like no other. They'll, they'll sit, they'll watch TV, they'll play the videos of gamer, game together, they'll laugh together uh, for that two hours. Because more importantly, right now, they're always on the phones. They're always on social media, they're always on Instagram. And it really takes away from the, the, the family atmosphere to me. So I try to do that with my own kids, uh, you know, just 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 take the phones just for a little bit um, and, 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 and try to enjoy each other. Yeah. And all along, you're just trying to instill in them the right principles about no being a good person mm-hmm. and about uh, being a member of society yeah. and contributing to society. And that's the essence of what a team mm-hmm. is you no, know no you get kids from different backgrounds to kind of play together for that one goal yeah no no question about that that one goal is very important you know that's just this is one of the most exciting years i've had coaching um in 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 a while because we're nine and two we're not as talented as the teams i've had in the past uh but this team plays with their heart and they play together and when you get that, you know, win or lose, you, you happy with who you're coaching and what you're dealing with. And like you said, trying to bring that family atmosphere and, you know, in the social media stage of the world right now, where it's headed, uh, just making them stay on course and stay together is always uh, a process, but it's work being well done. You know, I'm thinking about uh, like yourself, you're, you know, you've got you, your your nephew's a very good player, your, mm-hmm. your son. I mean, just there's some great talent within the confines of your family and yet they're out there they're they're out there performing mm-hmm. and i think about like lebron and mm-hmm. his son uh Bronny. and you know Bron- Bronny's level of fame is just crazy yeah for yeah. a 15 year old yeah. kid how do you navigate that you know to teach your kids that there's fame but yet you know, you still got to be you. You got to be your own person. Well, LeBron, son, he don't have too much to worry about. He's already a multi-billionaire. So he, <laughs> he, he's playing ball because he loves the game. He's having a good time having fun. I think LeBron, uh, you know, at age 35 is playing, you know, is playing great basketball. Yeah, no, and, but, and he's proven that yeah, yeah. the game is still the game yes, to him. Yeah, That's oh, it. Well, his son, too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. His yeah. son is, you know, you can tell his son loves the game. Yeah. You know, you 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 that passionate about the game. You you're already a multimillionaire right. as a what 15, 16 year old. Sure. So I mean that that's something that, you know, within itself. You know, so you know that's you know. So that's how that's how you kind of cope with it. Cope with, uh, far as you say, far as what you think, cope with. Uh, just, I just mean like you know, cope with the fact that you know you you've got so, your your son, your oh, nephew, yeah. and uh-huh. and they're out there, and and people might be reacting to them saying. You know, Sonny Johnson's yeah. son or his yeah. nephew. Yeah. What What's the deal well, with these guys? You know, they're in their good players. Well, well, you know what it is. Is you talk about LeBron's kid. You talk about my kid and my nephew. They've been in the gym for so long. You know, uh, and they they love it. You know, I think we always try to teach them to appreciate what the game has done for us and also for our family. You know, it's part of who we are and um, and what we like to do. But the main thing is, if you're going to do it, try to be the best at it you know, um, and go as hard as you can at it. And that's what anything you're going to do in life. But if you're going to play ball um, and, and just try to be the best. How would you rank just the high school basketball in Northeast Ohio versus other areas? 
you know, the quality of play, the players, the coaches, and stuff like that? Well, I think it's very underrated. I don't think our, our area, especially the Cleveland area, Northeast Ohio area, uh, get a lot of notoriety, uh, even from college coaches. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't think it's a place that people want to come and recruit or like that, you know. But what the good thing is, we do have a, a, a lot of schools mm-hmm. in the state of Ohio that are Division One schools like Kent State, Akron, Miami, Ohio. Uh, yeah, a lot of opportunities. Bowling Green, you know, just right in the state, Youngstown State, Cleveland State. So the opportunities are, are very, you know, are really, really good to me. And then a lot of Division Two schools we have here uh, in Ohio as well. So uh, I think that's that's very important. How about AAU basketball? Some mm-hmm. people have negative thoughts towards it. What are your your feelings? Uh, you know, I don't. I, I like it. I think it's an opportunity for coaches to watch kids play. Yeah. Um, but it's also, uh, but but when I say that, uh, I don't like all the games that is being played. Like I, I shut my son down. Sometimes sometimes they can play like six games in a weekend. I mean that's that's a lot of wear and tear on the kids' legs and their on their bodies. So uh, I don't try to have my kids play as much. Mm-hmm. If they play about three, maybe three games a weekend. You know you can you can play uh, maybe three games on Saturday and three on Sunday, which is unbelievable mm-hmm. you know so I, I i'm a fan of aau because it, it you're able to go and play in front of college coaches but those college coaches when they see you in the aau game they also want to come and see you in your high school setting you know see if you can play a little structure because aau is more you know a little little free little freelance and you know there's no scouting reports on you like that there's no defense being really set to stop you so that's that's two different levels of uh, basketball yeah, it really seems like that's the case. And you've got so much great talent that you see on the AAU level. And then some of those talents are really, you know, it's a second nature for them to play with others and to be very, very successful with them. Then there's other other ones that kind of have a, have a difficult time doing that. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's what you like to do, you know. And um, AAU to me is um, – it helps a lot of kids. I've not seen it help a lot of my kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but you know, things can be done better. I'm a hands-on coach. I'm a hands-on right. high school coach. So, um, some coaches uh, are not hands-on where they're they're dealing with a lot of college coaches. So it does help the kids. But me being hands-on, my my situation with as far as with my kids and how I deal with college coaches is a lot different. You're all basketball pretty much 24/7, 365. Uh, what about just the experience for a kid to play like two or three different sports? Mm-hmm. Is that beneficial, do you think, for the development of, of a kid in any sport in particular? No no question about it. I think it's important to play any sports. My main thing is uh, play whatever sport you want, but, you know, whatever sport you think you're going to get that scholarship in, um, I think that's very important that you, you go as hard as you can to get that. I'm a scholarship guy, okay, you know, gotcha. so I done stopped a lot of guys who I felt were basketball players and we're and to told them to go else. play football. You need to be on that football field. You know, big guys are thinking they're all basketball guys, but you're really a lineman. You know, so, you know, wherever you can go and, and get a free education where you don't have to pay for school, I think that's important to do. So the, your your philosophy is that it almost would be kind of selfish in some ways if I just kept him here playing basketball, mm-hmm. when in reality his, there's a better opportunity for him perhaps if he got to be a tight end in football and maybe got a scholarship that way because the the, the – possibilities of that happening here playing basketball are not as good yeah no question about it yeah so i i, I you know you i had a kid about uh uh six six two 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 thirty 
and want up and, and think he's the best basketball player in the world. But you know, it, it's a spot for everybody, and then you got to find your niche. You know, and um, uh, you know, I try to help as many kids. I try as many kids as possible. You know, and and that's what's about making sure these kids get those opportunities. And if it's football, it's football. If it's basketball, it's basketball. If it's soccer, it's soccer. Uh, I just hope wherever it is that they go hard and their parents really, I think the main thing that I think is really important, how much of the parents invest in that kid, you know, because I can only do so much. Coaches only do so much. How much is the parents involved? Where do you think you're going to be in, let's say, five or ten years? Still coaching, I would assume? Uh, I I will hope I'm still coaching. and then, then running some uh, nice uh, any I run a nice NEO Youth League Christmas tournament and and doing NEO Youth League for the younger kids and just growing growing that that part of my business uh, um, and um, just doing whatever I can to help just whatever it is whatever I can. What's coming up for you? Uh, I know you just are are recently finished up with the you know the great showcase mm-hmm. you had for the boys and the girls. Yeah. What's coming up in terms of stuff over and above what's going on here at Garfield Heights with the with the Bulldogs themselves? What you mean coming up? Like for like us? maybe, you know, any other types of showcases. Oh yeah, stuff. we have on February twenty second and twenty third I have the NEO Youth Elite uh, boys showcase for third through eighth graders. Okay. And then I have another one at the end of June. I think it's I think June twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Uh, and that's for third through 11 grade. So, you know, those are two major events that we bring kids from all over the country, from New York, from Chicago, from, I mean, from all over, which is uh, pretty, pretty nice. Hey, my friend, it was great chatting with you. Oh, man, thank you, and I love you, brother, and keep being the best at what you do. I'll try. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks very much to Sonny Johnson for a great chat. Oh, I can recall the days of covering him when he was a high school basketball star and then in college at both Cleveland State and Ohio University, and then now uh, one of the top coaches in the area in high school basketball and bringing those kids along to the next level. If you liked it, how about rating us five stars and subscribing on Apple Podcasts? That'll keep this baby going. We certainly would appreciate it. And thank you very much for listening. We'll check you out the next time on Tellich Talks.